Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. Hello and welcome to A Gay and a Non-Gay. I am Dan Hudson. He's James Barr. Dan and I have been working on something really exciting for you and Dan is going to tell you all about it. Am I? I just feel like you have a particular kind of talent for this kind of thing. What I'm actually saying though. uh... Oh God, really? Just roll the intro. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. So Dan and I took part in Mermaid's Digifest and had an amazing conversation with so many incredible trans allies and trans people. And if you've not checked out Mermaid's, they are one of the best, if not the best charity in the world for looking out for our trans kids and their families. Yeah, it was really fun, actually. We did like an hour long show. And talking of Mermaid's, we're really excited to tell you about something that James and myself have been working on for a little while. Dan and I have had a lot of meetings about this. Um, We've been working quite hard on choosing the right fabric, on choosing the right font. We've been very busy, darling. Lots of high-powered meetings. But we always started this year saying that we wanted to big up our trans family, hashtag 2020. And we've been working on this since. And basically what we've designed is a pronoun t-shirt, which we don't have a name for yet, by the way. I was thinking glow noun. How about you, Dan? What do you think? Uh, I didn't have any thoughts right so if you have any thoughts let us know tweet at gay non gay anyway our pronoun glow noun t-shirt is coming soon you can sign up right now gay non gay dot shop each t-shirt lists all the pronouns but you select yours at the website and then we'll ship that to you so if you're he him you can get he him in hot pink if you're she her you can get she her if you're they them you can get they them and if you're all the pronouns you can just select them all and 10% of all proceeds go to mermaids and the amazing work they do with trans kids so we're very proud it's coming soon be one of the first to sign up and we'll let you know when it's ready go to gaynongay.shop there is also a non-gay vibe if you want it. I mean, some people might identify as he, him and not necessarily want to wear a bright pink t-shirt. So there's a silver version, which actually I quite like. It's very metal. It fits in very yeah. well with uh, my uh, largely black and grey wardrobe. So yeah, have a look at that as well. Gay and gay dot shop. A gay and a non-gay. James, did you um, hear the interview with John Finlay? from Tiger King. The guy with no teeth, basically, on Tiger King. That doesn't narrow it down, by the way. You mean Joe's first husband? The main guy with no teeth. He's been doing press, I guess, because Joe Exotic is in prison. Although Trump apparently is thinking about pardoning him. Yeah, Are you that, kidding? No, that came up on my notifications. So John is doing press for him, I guess. And he was on this radio show in Australia called The Card and Jackie O Show. So they're obviously John wanting to make a, a, a movie out of this now. And the Dax Shepherd has put his hand up to play Joe Exotic. Who do you reckon would be great playing you? Oh, that's good with Shannon, Kevin. 
Channing Tatum. <laughs> I love that. That's the best. Uh, that's so good. Yeah. Do you I find him that. attractive, even though you're not gay anymore? Like, these, like if you're going to go gay for anyone, you'd be you'd be definitely uh, sticking it in Channing Tatum for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not sure how straight you are. Are you bi now or straight? I'm straight. Straight. Yeah, I'm straight too. What made you? Um, what, what came first? Were you straight in the beginning and then turned gay and then went back to straight? Yeah. Right. Right. Did plenty so- any holes ago. <laughs> <laughs> What's your review of that interview? I mean, it's just wildly offensive, to be honest. What do you think? I just think they sound like dickheads. He's such an easy target. <laughs> He's obviously slow, presumably because of drug use. So I just think they're just being a bit cruel to the guy. And obviously then that's before you even get into the sort of casual homophobia and, and whatnot that's in there. But I have yeah. to admit, I did think I did laugh. But I think the reason is I'm so used to not hearing that on the radio, <laughs> that kind of talk. That when you do hear it, it is like, oh my God. And there's something I mean, funny about that. I feel so uncomfortable. They're being so binary about it in suggesting that when he was with Joe, he was gay and now he's not with Joe. He's not. It's the kind of thing that we hear about bisexual people, isn't it? And let's yeah. say, for example, that John Finlay is bisexual. I mean, he's not come out, so I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt here. But if he, if he was to be bisexual, that would be a very offensive question to suggest that just because you're now not dating a man, you're no longer bisexual is complete erasure of bisexuality. And they're doing the same thing, but with saying, oh, so were you then straight, but now you're gay. Like they're ignoring the fact that someone could be bisexual. Yeah. I guess inherently is slightly homophobic. Joe Exotic, he's not really being hung out. I mean, yes, he's in prison, but the general narrative online is, is that he's a legend. But he's really not, is he? I don't think so, no. And I think that the way he corrupted yeah. John Finlay and the other guys is not great and no. quite shady. And I can really relate to it because I've been in the position of John Finlay. Not really. Like, I haven't wanted meth and been hanging around tigers. But there's certainly something in that storyline that feels familiar to me. And I'm sure there are other gay people listening that have had a similar kind of relatability to that. It's like a guy picking you up in a nice car or a guy with a really cool job and you're like, oh, that's quite sexy. Like, I want to hang out with him. And yeah, I'm gay and I've always known that. But maybe it can happen if you're not. I mean, if a guy, if Bruce Springsteen... Oh, don't start this again. No, if Bruce Springsteen was like, hey, Dan, want to hang out with the daddy? And he popped his song on, Born in the USA, and he he had his truck or his Cadillac or whatever and opened the door and was like, hey, we're going to check out some tigers and drink beer and then I'm going to have anal sex with you. I think you'd go. And what, have sex with him? Well, this is turning into some hot fan fiction. Maybe not at this point, but the more you like hang out with each other, I could see that happening. Are you telling me that you wouldn't be overpowered by his, his daddiness? Not to do that, no. Side-eye. It's funny, actually, because although they're asking kind of inappropriate questions and that's wrong, it's sort of normal, isn't it? Like, we often get asked inappropriate questions when we're gay and it's really tiring. My friend Stephen, who's guested on our podcast before, Stephen Bailey, um, was recently on Mastermind and on Celebrity Mastermind, the host asked him the following. Stephen, you play a pretty camp sort of character when you're on the telly. Is that the real you? Yeah, I think I am quite camp, unfortunately, for everyone concerned. But <laughs> Why unfortunately? 
Well, I don't think that's what my dad intended when he raised a boy. Ah, yeah, right. Sometimes he looks at me, we dis- kind of like this now is me and my dad. So to discuss this further, please welcome Stephen Bailey. Babes, I'm here for the respect I deserve. What's going on? <laughs> oh my god. Well, nothing's really going on. I mean, we just listened to your mastermind and I think you handled that pretty well, but a lot of people have, have messaged you saying how bad that question was. A lot of people said to me they felt like it was loaded. And I must admit, like, even on the day, a lot of the team ran up to me and was like, are you okay? You shouldn't have been asked that question. And it did feel a bit like, oh my god, do I have to defend my self again it's a weird one isn't it camp because it's not about being gay but it kind of is as well i don't know i mean i'm sure that this guy is very educated but he's definitely a lot older than you and i so he probably is just coming at things from a different generation but at the same time he is pretty offensive in that question because he's suggesting that being camp is an act or that it's something you're pretending to do like you say he is a lot older than us but i also feel like He's in our industry and he's been around long enough to know. I also feel like, do you know what? Even if we gave him the benefit of the doubt, an editor, a producer, they've all chosen to keep that in. You could definitely have gone around it in a way where I'm just saying something funny. I mean, for me, I was just pretty thrilled to be on the BBC. And then I'm here having (laughs) to defend my character. Right. Yeah. And I was just saying a minute ago that we always feel like we have to defend ourselves. And it's a nonstop daily thing when you're gay. What I find about our industry as well is it's very much like be who you are be your authentic self you know that that's what we're told that's what all these people on the tv shows say like be the real you but it's almost like be the real you when it suits so because i'm a bit feminine and a bit calm that's a character or you think i'm putting it on because let me tell you like my career would be a lot easier if i wasn't camp at the time i didn't think it was like so terrible until People were telling me it was terrible. And then I was like, oh my God, am I having to defend myself for not originally defending myself? I think the issue was, it so wasn't an issue to me at the time until people were tweeting me about it, because I think I'm so used to it now. And I think that's a problem. The other problem is, is that, oh God, we have to defend ourselves again. It's like, it's not like I've got this flourishing career of all these cool things I've done that we could have spoke about. We have to talk about the fact that I'm a bit feminine. And then I felt like, oh God, it just brings up all those other feelings of going. The amount of times, you know, I was rejected recently for a show because, and I quote, we've already got another gay man on and we need to be representative. So you can have like 15 straight, white, beige, check shirt wearing men across the series but you can only have one gay man because we're all the same and that one gay man is representing us Ah, mm. the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. So I think maybe I'm more offended here for you because I don't think it's okay for someone to ask you to defend who you are at all, or any of us for that matter. I was told off for being camp on the radio once, and that's deeply homophobic. I'm just being myself. If you perceive perceive that to be camp, then that's I feel like that's your problem. That's your 
you're afraid of your femininity. Like we're not all just men. Like we have feminine and masculine traits. Like I'm sure Dan, you have some feminine moments in your life, right? I'm sure I, I'm, I'm sure I probably do. I don't know what they are. What do you mean when um, you say that you've had this question a lot? I always have not necessarily that question, but there's always something about being like, if I'm camp and you're camp, James, we could never be camp together on a show like a lot of the times <laughs> i get rejected from shows like he's really brilliant we were really glad he got him on the room but we've already got another camp guy like when i did my first itv2 show i didn't get on it on the first series because they said oh we've got the camp box ticked with with the other person oh. i did another show and the producer was like maybe one of you could say "Ooh, this is tense Stephen, why don't you say that and it was me and a straight guy and it's like oh you i should do the quote unquote camp line do you feel the word camp is offensive to gay men? No, and yes, is my honest answer, because I don't think it's offensive. I think people use it to put us down. I've had before people tell me that my comedy's just, well, he's just been a bit camp, isn't he? He's just been a bit camp and a bit crude. And it's like, mm, if you listen to it, I'm talking about relationships, talking about family, I'm talking about being working class, talking about class divide, I'm talking about homophobia, I talk about politics. Like, if you listen yeah. to it, it's that. But if you just want to say what you see right in front of you, maybe it is just camp and crude. To me, when I hear the word camp, it reminds me of conversations that you have with people. Not that I have necessarily, but you hear people say, oh, do you think he's gay? And then the other person will say... Yeah, he's a bit camp, isn't he? That's the context in which I hear it. Maybe less so these days, but back in the day, you'd be in the in the sauna at the gym or something, <laughs> and you'd hear someone say, "Oh, is he gay? Oh, well, he's quite camp." Sorry, right. yeah, you're in the sauna at the gym. Yeah, well, hey, it is a put down because like one of my best friends is a straight guy, Brennan Reese. He is quite camp. People do use it to knock him down. You know, I know he's had experiences as well where it's like, I mean it's his story to tell but essentially where it's like because he's camp people have thought he's gay and they might not be looking for a gay person for a certain role you know just stuff like that so it's really interesting how people associate the word camp and even if they don't necessarily use it as a bad word it's like well I, sometimes i always think with camp it's like that thing where it's like camp screaming queen oh it's a bit overbearing it kind of also feels a bit like it's um they're excusing you themselves like they've got a problem with you and they don't know how to deal with it so if they just call you camp it makes you safer so they don't have to worry about their homophobia because it's if, right. if for it's example just... he said oh you, you're gay on stage like do you pretend to be gay that would be so offensive <laughs> that um, would be really offensive for me being told when I was on the radio, like, please don't be so camp. That's basically them saying, can you stop being gay? Like, can you not be out? Can you not be yourself? Can you pretend to be straight? They're trying to find a way to say it without saying it, aren't they? They're essentially yeah, trying that's, to say, can you my... rein in who you are, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They do it on the other side where it's like, when they want you to ham it up, when they want that character... They'll ask you to do that. And then you're fighting going, no, but I wouldn't do that. Like, I would give it a go. Even if I fail, I would give something a go where they're like, oh, can you scream when you see the spider? And it's like, not scared of spiders. <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? But that's because you're James and I'm Stephen. James is scared of spiders. It's not because you're camp. No, absolutely not. They wouldn't ask Brennan or Dan to be the one scared of spiders. They'd ask me to be like, oh. Do you yeah, feel that, like that happens right. to you, Dan? As a straight guy, do you often feel like you're put in a box to have to be straight? Yeah, the only person that does it really is is you, <laughs> ironically. 
<laughs> and I think maybe that's because I've had it happen to me so much. And the whole idea of this podcast is to other the straight person that I am literally throwing it back at you. It's like a bizarre Freudian type of revenge. Talking of characters, the character that you make me out to be is like so far from my actual life. I don't think like, that's true. That isn't true. In a lot of cases, like, that's not true. Well, you imply that I'm like like an absolute like waste man who like gets hammered all the time, which I literally don't. And that I'm always drinking beer and I'm always watching football. And like none of these things are true. I don't think that I've ever said that you're a waste man or that all you do is drink but beer. But isn't the point you... to that though is like, even if you do play that damn, if you did Celebrity Mastermind or a show like that, as star of a gay and a non-gay, he wouldn't turn around and go, you play a pretty straight character on your podcast. What he would do is what everyone does to both of us in say, oh, which one are you? Which we get all the time. And it's obvious which one is which when we're together. But when we're separate, people who haven't listened to the podcast and aren't familiar with it, they're desperate to know which one is which. And actually, we have now taken that joke onto ourselves and we'll often just open by saying that. We'll be like, guess which one's which? And it'll get a laugh. But effectively, what I'm doing there is the same as what you're doing, Stephen, when you say, oh, I think I am camp. Unfortunately, it's like we're owning the gag to try and make it okay. But we shouldn't have to do that in the first place. These are characteristic. I don't wake up every morning and be like, how can I become... I mean, I never went through your checkout, Stephen, when you were working at the supermarkets, but I'm sure you were just the same there as you are now, right? Yeah, I was exactly the same when I write material. And because it is this like, oh, we've got a gay... I write material now. Like a lot of my... The show I, I was touring before lockdown happened was very political for me. And when I talk about politics, I don't even mean LGBT. It was very political about the most recent general election, stuff like that, because I'm like, I've got to prove I'm not camp. I've got to prove that it's more than dick jokes. And it's like, why do I have to prove that? You know, I watched Tiffany Haddish's um, special last night on Netflix with my partner. She's just talking about sucking dick and it is hilarious and it deserves to be on Netflix. But if I did it or when I do it, People have an issue with like, oh, he's just being crude or he's just doing sex stuff. And it's like half the time my show is basically an episode of Loose Women because I'm saying how I don't like the sex stuff. That's very true. I I know a gay commissioner. They don't want to push gay talent because they don't want to look like they're pushing a gay agenda. Whereas women commissioners really want to support, nurture, nourish and raise women. And those words are how it's seen. They're nurturing, they're raising, they're empowering women. Whereas with a a gay commissioner, it's funny that he feels like he would be seen as pushing his agenda. And I think that's probably because deep down, we're all a bit afraid of our glass ceiling because we know that we're gay and that there is homophobia. So if he was to push gay talent perhaps he'd feel like he'd lose his job because people would judge him for that. It's it's horrible, actually, the way we feel. And and actually, I'm sure you and I have both felt similar in bigging up other gay people in the past and sharing content and stuff. Like, you do start to feel a bit like you are, you, that you should be the only gay and that you shouldn't sort of support other gay people, but we have to. It is, exactly. Because whereas women, people of colour, they want to, ra- like, lift each other. Like, I can see it. And even if it doesn't always work for them, they're always doing it. I feel like with the gays, we get this sense of being pit against each other and we ultimately feel it. Dan, do you think that I'm camp? Well, I'm not really the harbinger of of who's camp and who isn't. (laughs) I mean, it's a trick question. There's no easy answer to that question. I mean, broadly, yeah. You're going to have a meltdown now. No, but but, I mean, I feel like you nearly said compare. You started the word compare comparatively or something. So I was thinking about that because maybe compared to me, but sometimes I think I'm 
quite camp. I went out with a girl once who was like saying to me, oh, you're so excitable about everything. It's so, it's bizarre because no other guys are like that. What she's getting at is that straight people are repressing that excitableness in them or passion for something in case they're accused of being camp and therefore gay. And I'd just like to say, just from this Tiffany Hadish thing I watched last night, she said, we all start off as women and then a penis starts to grow. When we're in the womb, we all start off without a dick. So she says, <laughs> basically, a man's penis is just his fanny's falling out. <laughs> Stephen, how are you getting on with uh, with lockdown life? I'm up and down, to be honest, boys. Some days I'm like, this is great. Take it for what it is. Have a rest. Have a little six weeks holiday. I've not had one of those since college. And then other days I feel like because social media is so prevalent, it's so hard not to scroll now. It does feel like everyone's still doing loads. Right. It feels like the whole world is now a TikTok star. Doesn't it? How do you feel about prides being cancelled? I do find it bizarre that all these things have been cancelled because when it all first happened, I was like, let's just go into lockdown for six weeks. It'll be all be over. We'll be back to normal. We'll be going to the fringe. We'll be going to Pride. We'll be marching. And now I'm like, oh, even if we're out of this by June, what happens? Can we still not go for a dance? I'm really worried. Yeah, I don't know. And I guess that there's so I many unknowns. Fun. I really miss fun. But what I do like about it is it's like I'm sp- having quality. Like, I'm, it's not quite the same, but I am zooming like, my friends and my mum, and they're having like an hour, you know, like I'm having good hour conversations. So was your tour, were you in the middle of it when, when this all happened? I'd done most of it, so I'm luckier than most, actually. I only had eight dates left and we've rescheduled four. And then the other four, we can't find dates that work this side of the year. So we've just cancelled those. But I've got a feeling the other four could get cancelled because I don't know when we will be out. Well, we, we're postponing until September. I mean, I can't I can't see that happening either, to be honest. Yeah. <sighs> Tickets are available. Go to gaynongay.com slash live. <laughs> yeah. And Stephen, where can we get tickets to see you? Uh, stephenbellycomedy.co.uk Thanks for listening. We're back next week. See you then. Find us on your socials at Gay Non Gay. Listen at gaynongay.com or just search non gay at your fave pod app.